and welcome to Insurance Town. I am the Mayor Heath Sheeran, and I'm the host of this here podcast, and today I'm pumped to be here hanging out with you. And uh, you saw his name on the title, but it's Mr. Christopher Cook. He is editor, writer, uh, all things uh, for the Rough Notes Company, does a great job. You've probably seen him at events, or you've read his articles, uh, and he's a great storyteller, and I can't wait for you to check out this episode with uh, him today. Uh, before I do, I want to talk to you about my good friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. Um, hands down, uh, they are one of the best out there in the business because they care about you, the agent. Uh, they want to help you uh, to succeed and to grow. They want to become your partner, not just for getting new markets or not just to help you with your bonuses and not just to help you to uh, to grow your business and scale to the next level. Um, they just want to be uh, your partner to help you with all of those things and so much more. Go to smartchoiceagents.com and check them out. No annual fees, uh, no startup fees. Uh, they just work off of a uh, simple commission split, and that's only off of the carriers they bring to the table. Go check it out. Also, uh, my sponsor in Canopy Connect. I absolutely adore working with them. They're so much fun. Um, you guys send me such positive vibes uh, and feedback from working with them. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. They are your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages and loss runs and driver list and uh, you name it. <laughs> you can get it uh, from one click. Um, you can get vehicle information. You can get uh, claims information. You can get anything that they've got on their current policy uh, just on one click. And you can help your referral partners and you can beef up your uh, customer experience. Uh, you can do a lot of things. Use canopy.com backslash heat. Now, guys, uh, I'm going to jump out of the way and help uh, you get into this conversation even quicker with my main man, Chris Cook. Chris Cook, what's happening, my brother? Oh, not much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm on a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was just, you know, looking up. I see it every day. I've got this framed, credible article from Rough Notes about Insurance Town. I look at it every day. And so it makes me uh, makes me proud of where we've come. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun learning about all the different podcasts out there. Yeah, it was Ironically, cool. I never got into them, so I don't really listen to them. But <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. It's probably better that way. Um you know, because then you'd have to pick a favorite and then it would hurt everybody's feelings that you chose insurance town over theirs and it would just be a bad deal. So it's probably best. <laughs> and that's bad. That's bad journalism picking favorites. So. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I just realized that uh, my uh, laptop's not plugged in. So I got to make sure I get that plugged in before it dies in the middle of the podcast. But uh, that's all good. Uh, it's the little uh, things. It is the little things. Um, you know, having one of those days. But it is all good. So talk to me a little bit about uh, about Christopher Cook. Let's take a walk down memory lane. Your professional name being Christopher Cook, but friends call you Chris. So give me a little walk down memory lane. Tell me um, where you where your past is, like where you've been and how you got to Rough Notes while I plug in my computer a minute. Well, I definitely got to Rough Notes by luck. Um, 
I grew up in Carmel, Indiana, which is where Rough Notes is located. Ironically, my mom, uh, her house, the house I grew up in is about five minutes from our office here. I uh, went to the University of Evansville down in Southern Indiana and got a uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in creative writing, which meant I waited tables for a very long time after I graduated. It's kind of what you do with a with a BA in English, I guess. But a uh, fun story was um, if any listeners watch uh, Law and Order SVU, um, Kelly Giddish, who was on that show for a number of years, sat next to me at graduation because she was also a alum of Evansville. So that was pretty. Oh, cool. that is cool. That is cool. And then uh, Evansville also has a very well known uh, study abroad program over in England at Harlexton College, which is in Grantham, probably about an hour by train north of London. But I was there the same semester as Rami Malek, who yeah. won the Oscar for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. So that was a that was pretty cool. <laughs> so he went to your school too? Is that what you're saying? He, he went to Evansville, yep, University of Evansville. He was uh, wow. maybe a year or two behind me. That's a lot of talent. The one, school yeah, it was. It's it's been fun watching his career, especially watching him like in like the stage productions they would, the theater department would put on. And wow, just, yeah. that is cool. The, the same school that produced our own Christopher Cook produced Rita yep. Malik. That's pretty cool. Yep. But yeah, with a uh, with a degree in creative writing, I waited tables for many years. Uh, I I feel like that's a job everyone should be required to do as their like sole source of income for like at least six months. I think it'll put a different, you know, put a different perspective on, on that industry. Definitely. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I told, uh, I told my 15 year old, you know, when he, his first job has to be in service industry, fast food, something to that effect, because I think it just, it helps you set up for the rest of your life. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I, continued waiting tables even after I got hired at Rough Notes. And it, I always say, you know, I think about it sometimes, should I go back, you know, for some you know extra money? And I can't because there's a great story. My very last shift, it was uh, the Sunday after Mother's Day. And I had all my closing work done. I was the closing server that and then, of course, a table of two people come in and it's still close. And I was mad. And then I looked over and saw who it was. It was a four-time Indy 500 winner, AJ Foyt. Wow. Was my very last table I ever waited on. And I'm like, that's why I can't wait tables anymore. <laughs> that's awesome. But um, I was waiting tables. So I got a phone call from my mom. She had previously worked with a gal who at the time was the graphic designer at Rough Notes. And I had met her before and she knew I had a writing background and that, you know, they needed help in the editorial department. So I brushed up my resume and came in for an interview and they hired me on the spot. And it was kind of one of those. It was intimidating at first because I obviously had no insurance background. They were like, we can teach you insurance. Uh, Rough Notes actually also publishes books, and we have one insurance words and their meanings. That was on my desk kind of as a welcome. That definitely came in handy. 
Yeah, I bet it did. I bet it did. So did you know at the time what Rough Notes was? It was the, one of the oldest, you know, the oldest insurance publication and the popularity of it and that everybody just about in the insurance industry has had that magazine on their desk or on their coffee table before. Oh no, I had no clue what it was. Um, okay. I just knew it was a job in relation where I could use my writing background and my journalism uh, background. And uh, for whatever reason, I just, I, I went to school for uh, creative writing. Uh, screenwriting is what I focused on. And I, that's what I really wanted to do. And for whatever reason, while I was waiting tables, it was like I would write, but I wouldn't really look for a job in relation to the writing because I wanted, I was set on being a screenwriter. I started writing plays uh, when oh, I was well. like 10. The, uh, I kind of knew really young that I wanted to write. And uh, yeah, eventually it switched over to movies, movie scripts. Wow. I mean... You never know. I mean, that's one idea could hit you and be that one. That's, that's always my problem is that I, I say I suffer from too many ideas syndrome. So I, I hear you. start the next one before I finish the, the, the one I'm working on. And honestly, I go into the office and sit in front of a computer all day. And that's not really what I want to do when I get home. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I totally, totally get it. Totally get it. Um, you know, it's crazy to me, you know, when I watch, whether it's TikTok or YouTube or whatever, to, to see some of the stuff that has gone viral. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, we have a three-year-old. He definitely watches more YouTube than he should. And so I'm watching videos with him a lot. And I'm just like, why didn't I think about these, this, or I could have done that. And... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have the same thoughts, you know, all the time. And if like, I could have done, I had that same, or I'll, I'll be like, I even had that same thought. I just never did anything about it. So, like, oh, that's yeah. stupid. Nobody else will like that. And then someone else does it, it becomes viral. And I'm like, and you're just sitting there like, this, that was stupid. And then it's like, yeah. oh, it's just because I didn't, I wasn't the one who, uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. With so many people focused on, you know, marketing efforts and, you know, social media efforts or, like we talked about just now, YouTube and TikToks and people trying to get that uh, awareness out there. You know, I feel like there's a, a direct correlation there with creative writing and the mindset and the brain power that you have to have to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I definitely would agree. I I even at one point considered um, like advertising marketing as like yeah. a minor at one point, just because they kind of went went together. But yeah, yeah uh, there's there's a lot out there these days and everything just kind of blurs and blends into each other. And it's kind of hard to find that thing that makes you stand out sometimes. Well, I, I think if you have that writing background and that creative brain, I think you have a leg up on some people because so much of sales is communication. So much of sales is storytelling. So much of sales is getting creative with your messaging. It makes me think there's a, uh, I remember our a gift store or a, or a bookstore or whatever down at Evansville had a shirt that said like, friends don't let friends get a, get a business degree just because that was kind of, the, <laughs> yeah. kinda, I guess the cop-out degree. But at the same time, it, it's more logical than creative writing, even though like the skill set involved with writing transfers elsewhere. I didn't think the degree was very... It was my passion, but not necessarily the best idea for a job. But the the skill set with writing definitely helps in many things. 
Yeah, my uh, it's funny. My wife is uh, was a I don't know if it's creative writing, but she has a her degree. It was in in English with poetry was what she studied. Even as little as like writing emails or mm-hmm. you know writing you know blogs or writing articles for she works for the PIA of Arkansas, and so for her writing articles for her magazines or her you know, writing out blogs or emails or communicating with sponsors or communicating with her members, you know, having that writing background and having that poetry background even helped her a lot in that. I took some poetry courses at eight o'clock in the morning, which was a, was a struggle. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine trying to get creative at eight o'clock in the morning as a college kid, probably sometimes hung over, maybe sometimes just still tired. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, okay. So one of the things I wanted to, to talk to you about a little bit, being a storyteller uh, in, you know, with insurance agencies out there right now, you know, trying to tell their story and do those things. I think we all do it in our own ways, but um, yeah. So I am, I'm very introverted. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with being a writer. I'm definitely not going to meet everyone, a lot of people, et cetera, when I go to conferences. But what I will do is I will usually get in a attendee list or if there is an app for the, uh, for the event and I will make a Excel spreadsheet. I will jot down like every company, every agency that had somebody represented at that meeting. And then during my spare time, I will actually go to all those agencies' websites. I will basically, I'm, you know, rough notes. We have an agency on our cover most months. And it's, it's a good way to kind of learn what agencies are doing out there. Even if it's just jotting down names from a from an app uh, from a uh, conference list, but when I go to a lot of these websites, they're very you know it's just kind of the bare minimum template, what they have, their brief history, and there's no story there. And that's the thing. It's like when I look at cover agents, I want to see a story, and I usually that's how I start is at the websites and then I'll go on to social media. Yeah. So what are you looking for as far? Cause I think every agency's website has an about section or about us or meet the staff or meet the team, you know, but you know, and they feel like they probably are telling their story, but what are some things that you're looking for? One of the big things I like is I like to feel like I have gone to that agency in person. So I like to see photos of all the people. I like it when they have like the little bio with little fun facts or whatever about that. That's good. Um, I like to know if they are active in their communities. So if they do community service projects, uh, support different groups, I like to see what they're doing. Of course, pictures are good there too. Um, seeing the coworkers out, you know, enjoying themselves and helping their communities. Um, when it comes to like the about section, I just like to see if there's anything interesting. Um, I always like the multi-generation, like we're getting into some like fifth generation run agencies. Um, I find those very interesting. Uh, I go through like the products they sell. Sometimes if they have like a specialty and something that I don't see very often, that's also something that I uh, 
take interest in. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. I, I like that that you will look at that too, because I, I wonder how many other people, because I do the same. Yeah, I know I do. Uh, even just not for that purpose, for the, you know, for right. work related. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's interesting. So people that are listening right now, I think this is good for you to hear from uh, a storyteller and from someone who works for one of the, the largest and oldest publications in the industry. Is it in, in fact the lar- or the oldest publication still in place right now? Am I saying that correctly? A rough note? 1878. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at a mid-roll, mid-roll ad. That was easy for me to say. <laughs> and uh, I want to talk to you uh, about my good friends over at Old School Marketing, O-L-D-E School Marketing. Uh, they are a phenomenal sponsor. You guys, if you haven't checked them out, this is a great time to do it. It's holiday season. You want to get those... Uh, mailers out, you want to get those postcards out or a newsletter out or something out, this is the time to do it because old school marketing has a phenomenal method to help you to get in front of your customers in a drip method in a way that's going to keep your phone ringing beyond Christmas, beyond the new year, beyond you know just the next couple of days. They do a phenomenal job. O-L-D-E schoolmarketing.com. Use the code TOWN10, get 10% discount. You're going to be so proud that you did. And also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, not just the the gentlemen, ladies, I want you to perk up here. I'm talking about Manscaped. Guys, if you use uh, the code MAYOR at checkout, you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. And not only do they have the trimmers and not only do they have the, uh, you know, the chest hair, the nether regions trimmers, but now they also have the handyman, which is uh, the travel razor that your husband or you can just throw in your bag and you can you know use it on the go, uh, wet or dry. It's got magnet to pull the hair so they don't fall over your shirt or your pants or wherever. Guys, uh, you got to check this out. Uh, go to manscaped.com. Check out their products. They've got a thousand, you know, feels like. Go uh, scroll to the bottom. Use the code Mayor, get 20% off plus free shipping. You're not going to miss this opportunity. It's Christmas time. It's holiday season. Get your spouse, get your friends, whatever, a gift from Manscaped. Now let's get back to the show. Wow. Because I don't want to say one of, I'm just going to say the oldest publication out there. And um, so part of that, you know, if you're one people, because I, I went through a period of my life, I'll be honest with you, Chris, that I thought, Websites were dead. You know, most people were just going to, you know, social media now or going to YouTube channels or going to other places. It's interesting. I also feel like it might have to do with, you know, staffing for a particular agency or or company because a lot of them are, they might be very active on one. Maybe their social media is active, but their website isn't or vice versa. Sure. Um, sometimes it's like they update a blog in one, but it's not on the other. And then just wonder who's doing what. <laughs> yeah. Because I know I'm, I do our, our social media, which I think was defaulted to me because of my age. <laughs> oh, I went to um, Applied's conference last month and I jotted down. I mean, of course, just a habit. I just go down the list and type everything, even the ones that I know are like a tech vendor or whatever. I just, and it was well over five, 500. I'm still going through that list. Wow. 
uh, I feel like telling that story, you know, in, in print still, or in print in words, I think is massive. I think that's another reason why X or Twitter or even Reddit, some of these platforms are still so, you know, so popular because of, you know, some of that. I feel like you've got to get better at that. No longer, you know, is it just video or just pictures? I still think there's a lot to be said for the written word there. And I think you've got to be able to do a good job of telling that story. And yeah. And I, I mean, like, like the CE classes that, you know, agents have to take, you know, they do have other adult continuous learning courses. I, I know I continued taking some writing classes through like one of the local community colleges, even after I had graduated just to kind of get the insight and knowledge about maybe a different field that I hadn't really studied in college. There's a reason why the saying of stories sell come into place, because I do feel like stories do sell. And I think whether you're a CSR or a, a customer service agent or a um, account manager, whatever it might be, I think if you could tell the story, whether it's a claim story or telling a story of another client similar to them and how you sold them and how you've helped them, I, or if you're an agent, you know, and you're out there or you're a producer out there selling, I think if you can learn and have some stories in your back pocket for really any occasion, I think it's going to help you to be a better salesperson. Yeah, I'm uh, having never worked at an agency or carrier or any, anything in the insurance industry other than through the media. I love claim stories. Um, whenever I go to conferences, I actually sit through the CE classes to, you know, kind of kind of learn about the industry and but some of those stories, just hearing about things that have happened, how much it cost, and then, you know, more important, what can be done to help prevent things like that from happening. I mean, I find those fascinating. I mean, I've I've never had to knock on wood. I've never had to file a claim for anything. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy hearing those stories. And definitely I can help it, with permission, you know, share those stories in an article to help, you know, inform agents and brokers, uh, you know, help their clients. Yeah. I think that's such a big thing. If you can get your, get your prospects, you know, in the shoes of, you know, someone else has been in that position, or if you can kind of take them on that journey, so to speak of where they could be, if they didn't have your services or where they didn't have the insurance they needed or where they didn't have adequate coverage. If you could paint that picture for them, walk them through that journey I think it's going to help them to be able to uh, see themselves doing business with you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, you know, just be yourself. Stay focused uh, on on what you're trying to say. Some uh, some stories just go on forever and have details that you know, don't have anything to do with anything. Tell the truth. I mean, that's a big one. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> I think that sounds so simple, but it's so true because I think so many people will be telling a story and, you know, even as me as an audience listening to the story sometimes, you know, it's like, wait, where were you going with the story? Did it end? Did you have, or sometimes I'll hear like my, you talked about your three-year-old. I've got, you know, three kids, uh, 10, 12, or 10, 13, and 15. And sometimes they'll be telling me a story and they'll get to the end. I'm like, wait, I sat through all of that. That was the end of the story. Like, you know, I'm trying to teach them. You've got to be able to do a better job of telling the story instead of just leaving me at that or leading me up for 20 minutes to end with this. Like, really? Like that was not even, you know, <laughs> worth my time of listening to that story. That makes sense. I, I feel like some stories like that. I think that was the point. And it, it's cruel. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. With, with a three-year-old, I'm sure you get a lot of fascinating stories. Oh, I do. Oh, I mean, I was out of town at a conference. I got done with a session. I noticed I have tons of text messages because my, uh, my family is on like the group text. So I'm like, something happened. My wife calls me later and said she, uh, took, took our three-year-old, uh, to the shoe store after she picked him up from daycare and she parks into the parking lot. It's like a little strip strip mall area and parks next to this kind of newer, fancy looking truck. And she gets him out of the car. She kind of reaches back into the car to either get like his sippy cup or his, uh, diaper bag or something. She notices that he's talking to someone. What happened was the owner of the truck <laughs> was behind the truck and now he's circled around to get into the driver's seat. But my son is blocking him from getting into his truck. My son is different from me. I'm quiet. He will talk his head off all day long about what he loves to anybody. Strangers. It yeah. doesn't matter. This was in October and his kick at the time, it's actually still his obsession is uh, animatronics from spirit Halloween and Lowe's. He became obsessed with Halloween animatronics. I had to add a half an hour to my commute home every day because I pick him up from daycare because I knew where certain ones were located and we had to stop and see them all every day. So he's going on and on. I saw the skeleton, the hooded <laughs> greeter, and the guys, you know, obviously he can't get to his truck. And my wife was like, he was very nice. He was engaging in the conversation <laughs> like he was talking to a buddy. And then eventually my wife takes his hand. And he's like, let's go. She turns to the guy and says, you know, sir, thank you very much for taking the time to listen. That was very nice. And he's like, I, I get it. You know, my grandkids love Halloween. So he gets in the truck and drives off. She finally takes him to the shoe store. She looks over at him and says, Will. You were just talking to the vice president. It was Mike Pence. No way. Yep. So yeah, my three-year-old is already meeting uh, historical figures. And oh, wow. He's not going to remember is... it, but I'm like, that's the, that's a fun story. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, it was but a couple minutes. I think even if he that knew was it was the vice president, he probably still would have talked his head off. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Whereas you or I may have like... Uh... <laughs> But uh, that's crazy. What a story. That's a good story, man. Uh, so, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said there. And so uh, do you feel like as far as uh, as that goes with the websites, do you feel like that's going to continue to be something that, you know, uh, people are still going to go to? Or you think it's going to shift back towards more social media avenues? Or you think it's kind of like you said earlier, some people may be into one and the other, but never both or. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think it'll shift fully to one over the other. Uh, I think people just have their comfort levels of where they go and they're just going to, they're going to continue going there. They may check out the other one, but you know, I have friends my age who aren't on social media. So I think people are just going to, you know, pick, pick their, pick their passion and continue what they're doing. So I think it's, equally important to keep both up the website and, and social media, you know, go yeah. where your customers are and they're going to be in different places. Yeah, no, I agree completely. 
you know, I just, I never know on that. Cause again, I wrote off websites for so long cause I don't go to websites, you know, uh, unless it's like to get a menu from a restaurant, I, but you know, I've noticed, like I said, that ups- that resurgence of it. And then I've noticed there's a lot more people into long form blogs again. Now, you know, there mm. for a little bit, you know, I felt like people got away from it. now they're getting back to long form blogs. So you see the same thing. Yeah, I, I've noticed on LinkedIn in particular, I feel that I'm I'm seeing uh, much longer posts from people that, I've, that I follow. Yeah, and I wonder if that's like we could thank LinkedIn or, you know, thank some of the social media because we're keeping them on their site longer. And so that's why they're encouraging longer form blogs. I don't know, but um, I do think it's important that you learn how to, you know, craft that uh, that good social media post be able to tell that story, whether it's written or spoken word. Uh, I think it's important to do that. That's so, true. Yeah, you need, you need to grasp the attention right away because I know a lot of those, you know, long longer posts. If if you know if a few sentences in, if I'm not hooked, I'm probably just going to pass on pass on it. It depends yeah. on who it's from. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, I think you're right. It depends on who it is. It depends on, the, again, that attention-grabbing sentence, I think, has to be there, too. Uh, and so I wanted to to kind of shift a little bit, too, before we uh, out a minute there. So, uh, you know, as far as what you guys do over at Rough Notes and you're highlighting agencies and you're doing some of that, um, you know, what, you know, is there any other you know, things that you guys are doing that we don't necessarily see. Uh, I know you mentioned social media earlier and I know we know about the magazine. Um, I don't, I don't know that the audience or that I know a whole lot about what all rough notes does do outside of the publication. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because there's, 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 there are other things and it's funny because I've actually gone to conferences and when I not necessarily a sales pitch, but when I kind of did my introduction, I started off with some of those other things that we do. And then I was like the magazine and then like, Oh, rough notes. A lot of people like don't know uh, some of the other things we, we do have a couple and it's, and it's interesting because I, I solely work on the magazine. Um, but we do have a few, um, online kind of digital subscription-based products that include a variety of things. We have like our policy forms and manual uh, analysis. We have uh, checklists. It's all educational content uh, for agents and brokers. Uh, our insurance marketplace, which is kind of an ENS uh, market directory uh, some of our books are available on the digital package. Roughnotes.com. I'm actually on our website now. Uh, products and solutions at the very top of the homepage. It's got some of our other uh, content materials. We've got videos available on the digital stuff. Newsletters. Now, is is Roughnotes a uh, family? ran or is it owned by a big corporation or tell me a little bit about rough notes it's it's very small uh it's privately owned um there i i I laugh there's a lot of uh new jersey 
a lot of the people who work here originated from New Jersey or lived there at some point. Okay. I, I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But now we're a very small operation. It's uh, under 20 people. That's we're that's uh, yeah, located in Carmel, Indiana. Um, that's interesting. Uh, have, have they ever thought about expanding out over the last almost no, what, 100 and however many years uh, <laughs> to any other industries or always just been industry, uh, insurance focused? It's always just been insurance. At one point, we, we did have a second magazine that we did. Our uh, president and CEO is an uh, enthusiast of like Warbirds uh, yeah, airplanes. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, we we had a secondary magazine that I helped work on for a, a couple of years called Warbird Digest. That eventually uh, he sold that. Oh, that's fun. That's but, uh, a that was interesting stuff. I bet I absolutely bet. Um, and so, um, if you know, so you said roughnotes.com, um, and then the publication is that a monthly or is that quarterly? Is it? Uh, bi-weekly how often if you'll let the audience know how often the magazine comes out our magazine is monthly all right and uh, we do have print if if you're an independent agent and broker you can go to our website there is a form to fill out and it's a free publication we do have a digital copy available on the website that's generally up the first of the month and and we do have the option to have a demo scheduled of our uh, digital content awesome and, uh, okay, so then I guess the last thing I wanted to get in with you a little bit about is, you know, is there anything, you know, you're looking to uh, 2024 as far as content goes or as far as what you guys, uh, articles coming out or things you're looking to do or anything like that uh, that we could be looking forward to for next year? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm always up for, uh, for some help since I always say I never worked in insurance. So I'm always looking for, uh, some of the young go-getters in the industry to uh, get uh, connected with me to help feed me ideas, give me kind of the what's going on from your perspective, what I can do to help help get the word out. All and right. I uh, plan to continue my, uh, my profile pieces that I started a handful of years ago, the young profiles where I uh, just feature right. one of those up and coming people. That's awesome. And so if, if someone out there wanted to, you know, collaborate with you or uh, work with you as far as uh, content or maybe even submit an article, uh, how would they do that? Yeah, we do get uh, we do get a lot of uh, just uh, pitches and uh, ideas and suggestions and uh, email is always a good way to go. Or if you want to go direct, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Christopher W. Cook. And uh so again for that the scope the audience is that all pnc or is there some life stuff in there as well yeah we do cover life also uh benefits okay mainly yeah, PNC. yeah excellent um and so um anything else as far as that goes you know if they wanted to connect with you personally or anything else that we didn't get into as far as sharing about uh rough notes I feel like for how old Rough Notes has uh, is and has been around, I feel like our uh, social media followers are kind of low. Okay. So feel free to follow uh, yeah, Rough yeah. Notes on social media platforms. 
Yeah, definitely go out there and uh, give them a follow on uh, which platforms. Are you on all of them? Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram? We're on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and I still call it Twitter. Yep. Yeah, it's hard to call it X. I can't get behind yeah. that. We, we have a concert venue here in town. It's uh, We call it Deer Creek, Deer Creek Music Center, and that was its original name, and it has gone through so many different sponsors over the years. But if you're from here, it's still Deer Creek. That's funny. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you joining us for a few minutes today and, and just sharing with us about storytelling and talk to us about Rough Notes and sharing with us your story and your background. And uh, it really, it means a lot to me. I know the audience will love it as well. So thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. I know most people just uh, recognize my name by print, but you got a voice now. There you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. So well, thank you, Chris, uh, otherwise known as Christopher Cook, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Yep, you too. Take it easy. Man, that was fun. Uh, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today, and thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you've got an idea for a guest, uh, which is what happened here with Chris, uh, so many people have read his articles and seen what he's doing over there. They want to hear from him. So uh, if you have an idea for a guest, reach out to me, Heath, at insurancetownpodcast.com or find me in DMs. I get a lot of you that find me on LinkedIn. You can also hit me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, any of those. I would love to hear from you. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, go through and download some of the past episodes and uh, make sure you don't miss any of the new ones coming out. Hope you guys have a fantastic holiday season. I look forward to seeing you on the next one.